What's up, Frame Smashers? I'm back again with another episode of the Unframed Podcast. And in this one, I got my man John Malat with me. Sat down with him in his offices and a lot of amazing things that this guy is doing. And in this episode, you'll hear his story of how he essentially hit rock bottom. And instead of just falling face flat and letting it ruin him, he bounced back better than ever. He also goes into things like the importance of having a great mentor in your life and how that actually took him from rock bottom and completely turned things around for him. So watch this episode. Make sure to show him some love. He's doing some big, big things. So you don't want to miss this one. I know you'll get a lot of value out of this. Let me know what you think. I'm excited to be on uh, on the Unframed podcast. I like I like the premise because uh, my whole life has been unframed in a lot of ways. Some people might say unglued, you know, <laughs> disconnected. I mean, there's a lot of adjectives they use to describe it. You know, the, you know what now is is it seems to be, be um, becoming the prerequisite to be an entrepreneur. You know, we're finding that the people that don't fit well in certain people's boxes tend to do very well in their own box and in their own pond. And, and that's what happened to me. You know, I started off um, uh, off track as a young, young person in my, when I was young, uh, I had my first uh, felony arrest when I was 15 years old. And uh, I found myself locked up in uh, detention facilities most of my teenage years. Uh, by 17 years old, I had a heart attack from smoking cocaine. You know, the, the whole crack epidemic had hit our neighborhood pretty hard. And and, you know, it was interesting. In my neighborhood, there was two types of people. There was the capitalist and then there was the consumer. And, you know, when you're a kid and you see these these guys rolling in the nice cars with the big rims and they got the girls, they got, you know, this life that you want to live. You know, they, 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 they're like rock stars. Sure. And, you know, and they're, they're obviously they're doing illegal things to uh, to generate their income. But that was kind of the goal for so many of us in the neighborhoods to, to get to that point. And, you know, the challenge is, is that I sampled the product at one point and, and really enjoyed that product and, and it almost cost me my life. Uh, so I found myself from at that point, I was, uh, I, because of some circumstances, I ended up locked in a, um, it was a detention facility with a drug rehabilitation program okay. around it when I was 17 years old. And, and I look back and, and it was probably the worst time of my life during that time. At that point, I only all I owned in the world was the clothes that I, I walked into that facility with. That's all I had. I had nothing else. Matter of fact, I didn't have. The, I had killed the relationships around me. Um, I was destroying my life, my health, and, and everything else because I was so you know consumed on, uh, on on getting that high. You know, sure. it's, ama- it's amazing. The it's a testament to the the human mind that. Even though I was broke, I didn't have a job, I I never missed an opportunity to get high. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I was going to say, oh, it's Thursday night. I'm going to take the night off. I'm not going to get high right. tonight. No, I'm getting high tonight. I have no money. But somehow my mind was able to you know, find ways for me to generate enough money to get my high. Sure. And then I would you know, do it again the next night. With it wasn't everything for like. food. It wasn't for no. like in business when you yeah. dive in and you're like, no excuses. I'm going all out. I'm making these calls, these deals. But... Man, that's you exactly. You report into that completely. That that was it. That was that was my god. Sure. That was my my everything. And it's interesting because later on, I'll, I'll I'll kind of walk you through the progression where all I really did was I traded one addiction for a new addiction. My yeah. new addiction became business. Yeah. 
And what and it happened in drug rehab when I was 17 years old, a, a counselor by the name of Dave, who was a former uh, motorcycle gang member, outlaw gang member, who had turned his life around, got himself cleaned up and everything, and, and was helping young guys like me, or at least trying to, you know, inspire us and show us there was a better path. You know, he really held the mirror up to me. Because I was the guy who was making excuses about everything. You know, it wasn't my fault I had a drug problem. You know, it's society's problem. It wasn't my fault I had, you know, a felony, you know, by the time I was 15 years old. That was the police. It wasn't my fault I dropped out of high school in the 10th grade. That was because of the teachers and my dad. And, I, you know, I blamed everybody. I took responsibility yeah. for nothing. And, and he held that mirror up and he said, man, this is you. You made an appointment to be here. This he is actually you. the mirror? No, but okay. you know, sometimes people, yeah. you know, it doesn't really hit until they're like, damn. No, but he would like? that. But what I, I can visualize it perfectly because sure. it, it was me, you know, uh, looking back at myself, doing a lot of self evaluation and realizing that, man, he's right. It is me. Mm-hmm. And I never forget though, he gave me a book uh, called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay. I wasn't a reader. I dropped out of school. It wasn't my thing. It wasn't that I wasn't smart. I just the, the structure of the school system <laughs> didn't work real right. well with, you know, my, like we talked about earlier, my ADD and four other conditions, it just didn't fit in that, that, that right. structure. Like you said, you were just a bad kid. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. They even, they, we didn't even, there were no titles for it back then. I was just, yeah. they just called me bad kid. They didn't say I had any of these conditions today. I'm pretty sure if they diagnosed me, they would have put me on Ritalin and, you know, right. probably four other drugs. That's what it was. I, I had a lot of energy and I directed it in the wrong areas. I sure. used that energy. And it was in an environment that that's kind of what you did anyways. It was it was sort of a negative environment where, where I was coming up in. And so I just did what everybody else did. It wasn't like, you know, I was some renegade. It wasn't even like I was a rebel. I hear about teenage kids that kind of rebel. Yeah. This is just what we did in our neighborhood. You know, it was just... Right. There that's wasn't, all you saw. That's all I saw, really. There wasn't a lot of... A, there weren't a lot of positive examples, you know, yeah. at, at, at that time in that little, that like little circle said, the, I was in. The, your idols kind of were... The dealers, you know, the kingpins kind of thing. Yeah, it was that's, the gang members. That was who you saw. Yeah, I, that, that's what I saw, and that's what I wanted to be, or at least I thought I wanted to be. So anyhow, he gave me this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. By the way, if someone gives you a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People, they're trying to tell you something. You know, he was basically saying, you're a jerk, and you need to change being a jerk, and, sure. and read this, and, and maybe this will help. So anyhow, that, that book opened up a whole world I didn't even know existed called personal development. And so I found myself... Um, starting to focus more in on this because I, I was never really built for my neighborhood. You know, I wasn't this, I wasn't built for it. I, and I deep down, I knew it. You know, this isn't what I, I wasn't happy. I was frustrated, but I didn't know how to get out. Okay. I didn't know how to get out of this cycle that, that I was felt stuck and trapped in. And sure. uh, but personal development, you know, opened up some doors for me where I started to see, you know, that maybe maybe this would be my avenue. Maybe business is the area. This maybe this is my way out. And and um, it took a long time. You know. I, Later on, after that, I wrote a book with uh, Les Brown, the great motivational speaker. My okay. book is up there called "The Power of One." Okay. Uh, horrible book, by the way. Don't nobody go and <laughs> <laughs> try to find that book. Uh, but that was many years ago. But anyhow, on Amazon, eBay. I don't. I don't even think you it's. Don't I don't know. I, yeah, I hope not. I hope not. I hope they pulled it off of off of any you know distribution source possible. I've got I've got other books coming out, but uh, that one, you know, it's like anything else. So you should. You know, whatever your first work is, when you look back at it 10, 15, 20 years later, you should say, oh, that was crap. Right. <laughs> you know, we definitely it, it's, you know, life demands some progression. You know, it, it, my mentor used to say it's the reason why they make the kindergarten chair so small. You know, okay. you're supposed yeah. you're supposed to progress. You're yeah, supposed to I move like on. That. So every day now has been about progression. But from that leaving that drug facility was about pro- progression. I did find myself later on as an adult getting into trouble one more time, had a another felony arrest that woke me up completely sitting in a bullpen 
uh, with with killers, you know, literally. And I realized that uh, I was I was heading down the wrong path again. Sure. And I made a decision in that bullpen that uh, this would not be me. You know, that I that I would make the changes and I would I would stick with it as long as I could. So anyhow, what what basically happened is you know entrepreneurship sort of found me. Okay. And um, I had a guy come into my life who saw more of me than I saw myself. Again, you know, my whole story's been about you know mentors, about the right people yeah. coming at the right time, um, or you know, when you're going through stuff, it always seems like it's not happening fast enough. Right. But uh, but things did. When I look back, it's like, man, these people came in just in the nick of time to provide information, to provide direction, guidance, whatever. Anyhow, I think that's everyone's story, though. Man. Because, you know, everyone's got that that moment where, like, for me personally, it was one of my former coworkers. Okay. Where I was living the party lifestyle and all that, but I was still going to my nine to five. Yeah. And this, he was messaging me, he's like, dude, like, you're way too good at what you do to be doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Wasting he started your talent. sending me Les yeah. Brown, Jim Rohn, all these oh, things. Yeah. Where it's like, I think everyone that really is successful has that moment yeah. where, because otherwise you're just lost. And, you know, a lot of people don't have mentors. Yeah. You know, they don't, a lot of times they don't have a father figure that's there to really guide them or just they don't have a positive father figure. Right, right. So it's, you know, it's definitely a, a common theme, I'd say. Yeah, you know, and, and it's... Uh, it's just a matter of when. It's just a when matter of when. Meet them. Yeah, and, and, you know, and I think that you've got to be prepared. You know, they, they say, uh, someone said, luck is uh, when opportunity meets preparedness. So I always tell people, people all the time say, I got lucky. Like, like they think I got lucky and fell into a million dollars. They think right. I got lucky and, and found, you know, my, my beautiful fiance. <laughs> I'm like, look, I don't believe in luck. I believe that, uh, that I stay prepared and then opportunity presents itself and I'm ready. You know, people today have a bad money philosophy, so they don't put a portion of their money aside. So when an opportunity comes to invest in something, they couldn't do it if they wanted to because yeah. they don't have the money to do it. And I was fortunate, again, to, to find mentors in different areas of my life. You know, from, uh, you know, if, if you lack discipline in any area of your life, it'll eventually affect all areas. Definitely. So what started to happen for me, because I would be so far off out of whack in all these different areas, like my health at one time was out of whack. And that, of course, affected all the other areas because if you don't feel good, if you're not healthy, it's hard to make money. Right. You know, my spiritual walk, you know, my financial, I, you know, I had, a, I had to start to work on all these different areas to get, you know, and I don't think, I don't know if you ever really get balanced because like right now sure. I'm unbalanced again because I'm in this, I'm in this transition. You know, I sold a company about a year ago. I sold a company that was, that, that you know, made me millions and millions of dollars. I sold that company. So for like the last year. I've been in this transition, moving into a completely different industry, you know, making these changes. So I'm out of whack again on one side because I'm focusing so much energy on the new ventures that I'm part of. Like, like Build Your Empire. Build Your Empire yeah. is my baby, man. This okay. is, and Build Your Empire is about, you know, providing, you know, content, products and services for entrepreneurs and young entrepreneurs and showcasing world-class entrepreneurs. And from there... You know, we're building, we have the Build Your Empire magazine. We've got uh, the Build Your Empire social media branding company. We just launched the, the, the Build Your Empire entertainment company. We're working okay. on a reality show nice. uh, with, with Debo from, okay. you know, Friday. Yeah, I saw movie. you were hanging out with <laughs> Yeah, man. So we got, nice. you know, we got some cool stuff happening. Yeah, we got, oh yeah. Building. Yeah, with the Build Your Empire house, we got a, you know, what is almost 11,000 square foot house. That's kind of the entrepreneur incubator. Yeah. Uh, content creation all happening be, right there. Especially for this area, it's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. For the valley, it's going to be... 
Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So we're getting, you know, we're getting, you know, a lot of press around it. But people, people think you just jump into that. Right. This is, for me, this is 20, man, 20 plus years of development. Yeah. And so even if we go back to my story, when after I came out of drug rehab and I went through all these, all these things, things just didn't happen right away. You know, sure. it was, it was painful. Like, you know, when Les Brown says jump and the net will appear. Well, man, I, <laughs> I jumped and I bounced off the pavement like 50 <laughs> times. Like, where's this damn net? Man, right. it's, it, it wasn't there. I was battered and bruised and, you know, yeah. hurting. It's not like you were sitting there and you had that mentality switch no. and you walked out to your roles. Yeah. That's, <laughs> no. what, that's how people yeah. think it is, though. Like, it's just no. snap the fingers that easy. No. You know, and I, and I always, I have a friend. I became a friend. He was the best man at my, at my, uh, uh, my wedding. And, um, and he was born in the house with the Rolls Royce in the garage. Sure. He was born with, with a family that had hundreds of millions of dollars. And it would blow me away because I'm like, what is that like? How, did you? I asked him one time, did you know you were rich? I mean, did, how do you, I don't know how you get around that. I knew yeah. for sure that we were, you know, my, I, I grew up with my dad. My mom had left when we were very young. And, um, and my dad was a hard worker, steel worker. He was a man's man. I mean, he punched you in the sure. mouth and, and then he'd go to the bar, <laughs> have sure. a drink and say, you know, make sure the house looks all right when I get back. <laughs> and so my brother and I basically ran wild in the streets. And unfortunately, the, 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 the steel mill almost killed him. He got crushed by a steel press. And when we were teenagers, my brother and I basically, you know, my dad was in intensive care for a year. I mean, he went through so, so much stuff. He was in a wheelchair where you laid flat on it oh, to wow. get around because it crushed his whole back and everything. It, it was, so we kind of, we just ran wild. And, you know, I look back and, you know, I have a, a, a sister who, who died from a heroin overdose when she was 21 years old. My brother's two years younger than me, but he looks like he's 20 years older than me. He's an active heroin addict. Um, you know, it, it's, it's sad to see right. what's happening to him. You know, he's, he, he maybe weighs 80 pounds. I mean, he's just he's, he's dwindling away. He, it's just sad. But, but what's interesting about that is how do you take people that come from the exact same house, same upbringing, same everything, same environment, and one takes one path and another one takes another path? Yeah. I did a post on Instagram, on my Instagram page, and I talked about you know, you can look at your results today. And so if you're looking at the results and they're either stressed about those results or they're happy about those results. Sure. But no, a lot of people don't think back to where those results come from. And those results, obviously, they come from your actions. Your actions then come from, you know, your behavior. Your behavior comes from your attitude. Your attitude comes from your beliefs and your beliefs come from your thinking. So what I caught on to, and thank God, this was like from Jim Rohn. You already mentioned one of my mentors. I was fortunate to be around Jim Rohn, you know, in, in, when I was first coming up. Sure. He would come and come to our events and I had. Oh, uh, so you actually had interaction. Oh yeah, man. We had through. He was unfortunately uh, long gone before. Yeah, an amazing man. Before I even heard of him. Amazing man. He still blows my mind. Philosophies. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was through his teachings that uh, that things started to shift for me. Again, we talk about mentors. Yeah. You know, and I I was fortunate that I had I had people like Jim Rohn that were in my life and I had access to Mm -hmm. you know early on. That helped to shift my philosophies. That that helped me to make the changes. So I caught on early that my results were completely one hundred percent based on my thinking. It wasn't based on society. It wasn't based on the environment. Right. It wasn't based on who's the president of the United States. It had nothing to do with any of that shit. Yeah, it was one hundred percent based on my thinking. So when I caught on that, that's when I started filling up the libraries. You know, filling sure. up my my head and. And then, you know, Jim Rohn's talked talk about it's the books you read, it's the people you meet and the people you associate with that will separate you. So I, I, I became very adamant about my circle and, and changing my circle. 
Anyways, no, man, no. Especially when you're, because you had to take yourself out of a comfort zone. Man. You know, the people that you were running around with, even though you knew in the back of your head that it wasn't the right, right scene. Yeah. But it's like, man, I've been rolling with these guys for years, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. so to take yourself out of that, it takes a lot. Yeah, you know, it's, um, we, we, we stay stuck in a comfort zone because we know it, even if it's not good for us sometimes, but you know it, you know, yeah. it's like, um, you know, I knew the things I was doing was not good for me, but it was it was easier to do do that than to make the changes. You know what I mean? Because it, yeah. it requires you know you could put on a magnifying glass. I had a mentor one time tell me that you know time will promote you or expose you. Sure. And you know it's it, and that's all it takes is time. You yeah. time is the, the the big separator. We can't stop it, but it's over a period of time you really discover who people are and what they're For made sure. of. And and there's a know. Les Brown quote like that. Yeah. Where he says that a lot of people, like people want to change. Yeah. They really do. But the payoffs for the present are greater than what they see happening in the future, kind of thing, with making the changes. So they don't, they're comfortable. They're yeah. like, it's like with eating, with diet. You know, I know you know all about that being yeah. a, that you competed and all that. Yeah. So it's like, you know that, you know, the pizza and burgers you eat today. <laughs> and it, I tell people this all the time it's like, I don't see it until a week later. Yeah. Then it's like, man, I'm fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, you know what I mean? Gotta make it's the like, change. It, in my head, I'm like, man, this yeah. is great right now. This junk yeah. food is awesome. Oh. But then it's that like instant we'll gratification. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's where a lot of people can't get over that. It's crazy. You know, it was uh, it was when I learned the slight edge or or the compound effect that 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 you know when I caught onto the thinking and then we started to apply the slight edge and so many people think that there's some success secret, you know? Sure. So we, we built a company that, you know, was doing about $200 million a year in revenue. And so people think that there was some magical secret, but I'll tell you what it was. It was first, it was time. It was, okay. it was being on the grind, making no money, having bill collectors call, going through the whole process, being stressed out of my mind, frustrated, feeling like, like, Okay, this must success must be for other people because right. this is not happening for me, you know. Right. And but it was gotcha. a slight edge, yeah. So so what happened with the slight edge is when I caught on that it was simple disciplines practiced every single day that leads sure. to success. What's the slight edge? Well, so so here's here's how the slight edge works. The slight edge is it's uh, it's like this in health. It's not okay. So. Success is very simple. Success is simple disciplines practiced every single day. Okay. Leads to success. So the opposite of success, we would call failure. What failure is is simple errors and judgment practiced every single day. So let's go back to the health example, and it's really yeah. easy to understand. Like you said, look, it's if you have two guys in their 20s going down a path, one is eating healthy, watching their diet, and the other one is pounding Big Macs and shakes and all the shit that we have available to us today to eat. Right. They look about the same when they're 20, but over a period of time, you know, it's not, it's, it's not the one Big Mac that takes you out. It's a combination over a period of time that ends up, you know, with sure. blood, high blood pressure and heart disease and all these things. We know this for sure. Yeah. It's not the one cigarette that if, – if, if you knew that if you take a hit off a cigarette, you're going to die, you're probably not going to take right. that first hit. Definitely. But the challenge is they kill you over a period of time. And, yeah. and so well, that, that's based with the slight edges. Okay. It's like it's we caught on. Maybe I couldn't crush it, you know, and make millions of dollars today, but I could set a goal. I could do something towards my goal today and every sure. single day. Like for me, it was, I hated to read. So for me, the slight edge was every single day I wrote, I would read 10 to 15 pages of a good book. You know, not some trash stuff, but 
you know, like we talk about, you know, the Jim Rome. Now you got so much, right. you got so much access to information. It's crazy. Back then you had to really search for it. Now it's everywhere. Sure. But every day it became my habit. No matter what, I couldn't go to sleep at night unless I got my 15 pages, 10 to 15 pages. Wow. In. And that became that discipline, which it didn't show up right away again. But later on, people would say, John, there's something different about you. You know what was different about me? I've been, I read 15 books <laughs> in the right. last, you know, last six months. So my mind was expanding. Les Brown says, you know, once your mind expands, you know, it can never go back to its original dimensions. Right. And so even like with the drugs, think about it like this. is uh, After I went through um, drug rehab and all this stuff, and I ended up going, ended up going through it twice, unfortunately, because I'm hard-headed and, <laughs> and not that sure. smart. But I went back to the very drug that almost killed me. But the thing is, uh, the over... A period of time, I started to catch on that I had to first. I had to, I had to become aware that I needed to make the change. Yeah, and that's where a lot of people fall short. They they they're almost in denial that they have to make the change. Or today, you know, the millennials have an interesting reputation that there's this uh, sort of an, people say there's an entitlement mentality. I say that I don't know that it's an entitlement. I think what it is is that they don't want to do what their parents did. Right. <laughs> they don't want to do what their grand. I don't blame them. Who the wants to go I don't I don't want to go in a factory and follow my dad's footsteps after the factory almost killed him you think right. I want to do that so I it's just millennials today are carving out their own path they say look I'm going to do it my way you know and and it's hard for society especially when we were talking you know my whole setup here you yeah have the ability you have a, if you have a phone you can create 1080 video 4k video now crazy man you know? so why would you pick that alternative route no, yeah, why would you? Why why would you? Why would you want to be stuck in a cubicle 8 to 12 right. hours every day working for a guy you don't respect? He doesn't respect you for Especially when you see your parents and family members and friends come home and they're just miserable and no, I And it's interesting though. Would you? So they're miserable, but they tell us they program and condition us to do the exact same thing they did. Right. But we know they're miserable. Yeah. We know it. And it's like, we can see it. We can see the stress on your face. We see the struggle, the paycheck yeah. to paycheck, the rat race that they're stuck in. But you know what? They don't. What else are they going to tell us? They don't know what else because this okay. is what they were. This is a big – this programming conditioning has been happening since, uh, you know, the, 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 the steel baron, you know, Carnegie. Right. You know, when Carnegie built – people don't realize this, but when I, – I, I studied this. I'm trying to figure out, okay, why is it? You know, we're – why don't we just change our thinking? Because we've been programmed and conditioned – to think and feel and act and respond a certain way. And it, it goes back to Carnegie when before the, the big industrial age, we were all entrepreneurs. You either were on a farm, you figured out a way. There was no government programs. You couldn't sit home. I mean, even a blacksmith back in the day. Man, like, all of yeah. that. You couldn't just sit home and say, I'm just going to sit here and play video games and hope a check shows up. It right. didn't work like that. You got you got your butt up. You couldn't go stand in the corner with a street sign and say, give me some money. Right. It didn't work like that. You you didn't have government programs. You didn't have any of the stuff that we have today, these entitlement programs. It's interesting they call them entitlement programs. But <laughs> but when Carnegie came, he put the, the first steel mill in the city. Yeah. He was bringing people from the countryside. And it, here's what's crazy. So when the bell rang... At, so, so Carnegie was smart. He, he bought all the real estate around because what happens? Now all the people come in. That real estate has value. So he's making money in the real estate. Yeah. He put in the stores because now with all these people, they're going to have to – they're going to need merchandise. So he owned the stores. Right. But the smartest thing he did this – is, this is how these people think. The smartest thing he did is he put a school system. He, he, if you go back and look, he had a school. 
So he was already programming the next generation. When the same bell that rang in the school was the exact same bell that was ringing in the factory. They were being like Pavlov's dogs being conditioned yeah. to think a certain way. They knew when to punch in, when to go Same to lunch. People, they won't leave the line until they hear that bell. Yes. You know, that's, it's funny because I was going to say that. Like, it's so true. And it, like today, I, I know a lot of people who respect him because a lot of his you know, philanthropy and all that. Bill Gates and his wife, yeah. are they're pouring money into Common Core and the education yeah. system for the exact same reason, yep. in my opinion. Yeah. That's where it's just, you know, I say school creates workers. That's all it is doing. It's based on, you know, our system here is based on, if you study this, it's based on the, the Prussia system. And what that system does, it creates great soldiers and great workers. What do we do here? We, we're, we got, I don't know, we got, we're at war right now. Most right. of us can be in America. We're at war. We don't really feel it anymore. Right. It's just part of our, our culture. But sure. we've got, we create great workers and great soldiers. And, and, and there's a hand. So and you look at the separation, the money separation. Why is it that so many have so little and so few have so much. It's I'm telling you, it's coming down to programming and conditioning. Yeah. It's because the ones that have most of the wealth are the ones that switch their mindset or were raised in a whole different way. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and, and now there's kind of this movement against uh, wealthy people and business owners. And, and people think that um, there's a great book called Atlas Shrugged, if, and I would yeah. recommend everybody read Atlas Shrugged. But this this whole mentality that, that take from the rich. Well, look, the rich have figured out you know, they did something to get there. Not everybody. Some were, were born in this, with a silver spoon in their mouth or whatever. I'm not talking. I'm talking about people that, that solve problems. That, sure. Look, I don't care how you look at it. You know, the uh, whether it's Google or Apple, these guys apparently found big gaping holes in the marketplace and they filled those holes. Of course, they should. You know, why wouldn't why shouldn't they get wealthy from right. that? And a lot of us benefit. You know, you look at the technology available to us today that have made people billionaires. Look at Amazon. You know, right. Bezos, the richest man in the world. So, but here's what I know for sure. You could take Bezos, take all of his billions away from him, make it all disappear. Let's, let's just take his billions and give it to the people. Within five years, his money's going to find his way right back to him. Anyhow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, it's not the money. It's the mentality behind the money. Exactly. And, and how do we know this for sure? Uh, the stories of people when they win the lottery. And they win millions and five years later, they're completely broke. They're in worse shape than they were before. It's because you can get a million dollars. And not be worthy of that million dollars. And that money's exactly. gone. So I tell people, man, focus on your phone, like you're doing right now. You made a decision. You know, Jordan's saying, look, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna charge this hill, I'm gonna create my own way, I'm gonna, you know, it's gonna be my path. Yeah. And there's some fulfillment in that. You know, okay. in the end, if it doesn't work, you can't blame me. <laughs> you That's can't exactly blame how it feels like if if you know, like if if this doesn't work or if I'm at the end of the day just in poverty over this yeah. or or just nothing comes out of it. I'm the only one that it has responsibility for that. You know, nobody else has any control over it. Well, and I'll tell you, man. People don't think about this, but there's there's actually freedom in that responsibility, and part of it comes from the discipline that's necessary for you to do stuff like this. Sure. And discipline is what people lack. I'm reading this book right now um, by Marcus Aurelius. You know. Okay. And meditations, yeah, meditations. It's a great book, and I've been told so many times over the years to read this, read this. And I just yeah. whatever, whatever it's a, reason, stoicism uh, changed my life. Amazing, man! It, it's like you wake up clean slate. Every yeah, you know, and, and you know, and if, if you don't like, so many of us are in pursuit of some type of like I was in pursuit of drugs for the longest time, and sure, and of course it makes sense. The reason why my life was in in, in shambles is because I pursued 
that that was pleasure for me in some form, yeah. and I and I overindulge in it. And when you overindulge anything, whether it's Big Macs or cocaine or or women, whatever that is, sure. there is a price to pay for that. And just you know, when you there's just so much information. You don't have to be a Marcus Aurelius, but you can take bits and pieces, you know, from his philosophy, which obviously. You know, they say it created, what, uh, two centuries of prosperity for the Roman right. Empire from the things that he did. Definitely. Uh, look, if, if if we could have that kind of legacy, you know, most people, but when they die, the next generation don't even know who the hell they were. It means right. nothing. to I, You know, I have legacy tattooed on my on my arm because for me, what I learned is, is it's one thing to be successful. Success is great. And that's when you add value to yourself. Mm-hmm. But then there's a the next level, which is significance. And significance is when you add value to others. Okay. But the next level is that legacy level, which for some reason it's, it's built into us that we want to have people remember us when we're gone. Like this, right. I don't know what I don't know if I'm going to be looking down or you know from somewhere or you know hopefully not looking up from somewhere. Right. Saying, <laughs> saying look at the legacy that I left behind. But for some reason, so that's what a lot of us really want is we want our name. You know, we want that statue in the middle of you know the the, the park so or whatever. Have your picture on the mantle three generations from now. Yes. You know, like, I, I don't even know who my great-grandparents are. I have no idea. Yeah. Most people don't. No clue. Because you they know why? don't even know their names. And you know you why? Because like... they didn't leave you anything. And it's not right. just the money. It's it's books. Like, I, I have, uh, up here I have my uh, my journals that I continue to okay. write in. Because I had a, Jim, Jim Rome told me personally, he said, it's not the books with the words already written in them. He said, it's the books that you write in. And, and that's where I started taking notes. Wherever I would go, I, I, it doesn't matter. I'm taking notes, taking notes. Like I said last night, I was at the Jay-Z concert. Yeah. I was taking mental notes on the lighting, sure. the production, uh, how Jay-Z and Beyonce interacted with the crowd. I'm taking mental notes. I'm, then I pull my phone out and I start taking notes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to share it with you right now. So I couldn't do it mentally anymore because I was, I was, it was such a massive production. Sure. And it's in the, you know, the, the Arizona Cardinals football stadium. Right. So I'm inspired beyond belief saying, man, if they can if if they can fill a football stadium, could I not fill an auditorium? Could I not fill a hotel room? Right. You know what I mean? It's like it was it's so inspiring and empowering. But you know, I started taking notes on um, you know, how I would do an event like this or sure. or where I would tighten things up. You know, which is interesting. That's how yeah. I, I went to Thrive in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Man, the whole time I I maybe saw three hours worth of speakers. Yeah. Because the whole time I'm like, man, I need to work. Like just, <laughs> and I didn't even do a ton of networking. Yeah. I did make some very valuable connections out there. Ran into Gerard Adams, Fan Merza, those kind of guys. Good guys. And the whole time in my head, I'm, I was kind of, I've learned that I get more value out of almost eavesdropping other people's networking. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm sitting there talking to someone and I hear this conversation going on and I'm like, man. What that dude just said, like, I'm going to go home and, and take that. So not to be like, yeah. sh- it wasn't something shady where I'm like, I'm going to rip this dude's yeah, idea yeah. off. But it's like, man, I'm not even talking to that guy. And I just got so much value out of that. You know what I mean? Where yeah, like, yeah. we go to events and like, don't even, I'm, I'm not there for the education anymore. As far as the speakers, yeah. I went to 10X GrowthCon, yeah. 90% of the time was networking. Yeah. Where it's, and I, but I was also being aware, okay, like, so this is how they're doing this. This is, you know, that how they introduce each speaker, like the whole production, that kind of thing, where it's like, there's so much more than, it's like I, uh, when I sat down with Christian Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. Where he's talking about Iron Man with how he's like, you know, I consider myself like an Iron Man. He's like, because he's always tinkering, playing with new suits, you know, always trying to evolve, level yeah. up. I'm like, dude, you know how many people would never get that out of a movie like that? Where <laughs> yeah. is, this is entertainment. All today, entertainment. You know, so it's, it's a whole nother level. 
when you're thinking that way at that kind of stuff. You yeah. could have been just captivated yeah. as a fan. You know what I mean? And, and, and then you kind of stay stuck that way. Yeah. We're always looking up at someone else. And, yeah. that, and I, I mean, I was like that. I think everybody, most people are like that. At some point, if you can you can make that shift to see it sure. as like look they're no different than you and I. You yeah. know what I mean? And I had and I had a mentor that said, look if another man or another woman can do it then you can do it. But so I was to say Jay-Z Beyoncé, yeah. you're looking at can I fill an auditorium? Yeah. They're human. They're human, they man. They breathe the same air. But you know we're in there, <laughs> we're so captivated and we're so in awe. Yeah. And it's great, man. They've a con- I mean it, I, I'm yeah, in awe absolutely. too. It's a, I, I'm amazed, but I you know I talk about building your empire. Yeah, building man, they built an empire, right. and you see though, you, you need, this was built in one generation, you know what I mean, and, and that's what's amazing. And we live in a time now; there should be no excuses. Yeah, there has never been a better time to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are becoming the new celebrities. Yeah, I mean, social media athletes. Yeah, man, you know? it's like this was perfect, man. I'm like, that's why I could I could retire. I could sit back and enjoy my life, and I was. I took two years off, and I you know I played. I did all the stuff, but. When I'm starting to look at what's happening and the shift in society where we're becoming entrepreneurs, look back in the day when I first was an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. it was almost taboo. It was almost look they look at you cross-eyed like John, just get a good job. You know yeah, right. who do you think you are? You know what I mean? It's like follow the follower in a big yeah, circle insane. and oh, they thought I was nuts, man. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like you're I knew almost, you could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had your back. I'm like, oh, you didn't right. have my back. <laughs> yeah, you you talk more crap than anybody else. And, right. But yeah, like everybody now is like, yeah, I knew you had it. And, you know, and back then they would talk crazy. And then now they show up to the house, hand look, hands look like cups. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got looking for handouts. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. It's, but, you know, this is the time to be an entrepreneur. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of an entre- entrepreneur. It's like if someone's out there, you know, that's willing to, to take on that, you know, that, 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 you know, there's pressure, the frustration. What, what I learned, and Jim Rohn taught me this, he says, you got to turn frustration into fascination. Okay. You know, okay. I'm, so everything, like when I'm, I, I don't get frustrated, but I'm always fat. I'm fascinated that people will do this. I'm fascinated people will do that. I'm fascinated people sure. will allow this in their life. I'm fascinated that people accept going second class. Yeah. You know, accept. It's funny how you're saying that. I'm like, man, that's what I do. Because I'm like, there's things I see, like how people respond to certain situations or even entrepreneurs that do certain things. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like I just kind of shake my head. Like I'm, like it doesn't. It's not logical sometimes. Some no. some of these things. No, it's not. <laughs> and you know, it's. Uh, but what are you gonna do? You can't. You know, you you can't fight it. And no. all you can do is what they say. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. So I, you know, I try to be the example. There's three things I live by: stay focused, lead by example, and keep it simple. So in everything I do, there's no fancy footwork, so that anybody can do it. So I don't have, you know, the re- the reason we're able to scale a business from, you know doing over 200 million dollars a year in eight different countries and at one point we had you know about a hundred one hundred thousand distributors in, wow. in like south korea was my biggest market i don't even speak korean i eat kimchi from time to time but i can't speak sure. any korea but we had okay. a, i show up in korea and get on a stage in front of twenty five thousand people in, in south korea and it was it was because of these principles things that we're talking about today yeah you know over over a period of time Developing the fortitude, staying relentless, sticking with my goals, dealing with all the naysayers, all the hate. It's funny you get on. I, I I do a a live on Instagram or Facetime. And there's people that'll just pop in, just to talk shit, yeah, just to throw some negativity in there. Right. And I remember when I first, because I've only been on Instagram for about a year. I remember the first time I did, and I was like, what? And it, it, it almost threw me off. Like I I almost got derailed by some dude that had four followers that <laughs> I never met in my life. It's just bitter about his situation. Exactly. And yeah. I took it personally. And that's when I was like, John, yeah. stop. You that's teach the us problem stuff. with social media. It's so easy. So easy. I've had 
multiple conversations with people where it's like there's I mean, and that's when, you know, they say that you're not successful until you actually have haters, which is completely yeah. true. And, but it's like there's people that literally they just wake up and go out of their way to put out that negativity, that energy like that. And it's like it, it doesn't do anything to move them forward. No. It's like I'm already starting to feel bad that we're talking about it. You know what I mean? Like putting the <laughs> yeah, energy yeah. into it. It's like it's. Yeah. It's, it's a non-issue. It's a non-issue. You know? Well, you know, there, there's never it's been. It's hard because you're human. So you're like, man. Yeah. Could you is, feel, he, is he right about that? Like. Yeah, you start evaluating Shit. yourself. Like, should I should I yeah. change this? And I'm like, no. But there, there's never been a monument created for a critic, right? You know, you know what I mean. And, and but we are a society that's so critical of each other. You know, we're so quick to put someone down. We're so quick to talk about his clothes or her clothes. Women have it the worst. They can't even wear an outfit. You know, more than one time. Like, right. I, should I wear this tomorrow? I'll wear yeah. it next week. I don't think like about I'm wearing, it. Like the same pants yeah. like three, four times. You won't even remember if I asked you, like if I if I called you a month from now, do you remember what I wore on that podcast? The only way you know is if you went back to the video because right. you don't give a shit. We don't, guys. Right. But women have a whole nother set of pressure. Like my girls can't, you know, she'll buy something and she can't wear it again. I'm like, what do you mean right. can't wear it again? Gotta keep the tags on it. Yeah, cause, <laughs> yeah. Because there, you know, there's this whole, I mean, anyways, it is what it is. It's just, it's, no, it's very sure. interesting, but we're so wrapped up in, and look, People are doing more stuff today to get likes. People are risking their lives, yeah. you know, to get likes on Instagram. They're getting catching felonies over it. Literally. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Just for the But that's it's yeah. telling me we're missing something, man. That there's a it's a fulfillment issue. We're not living to our purpose. We're not becoming what we have the potential to become. Yeah. That's not everybody, but I I, I see shifts, man. I think entrepreneur entrepreneur is about problem solving. You know, if you're going to make it big as an entrepreneur, you're going to find a problem in society or in the marketplace and you're going to come in and feel better than anybody else. And if you yeah. do that, then you you can write your own ticket. You can be wealthy. You can have freedom, all these things that, that you're looking for. But that's what people miss. And it's, you know, we learned early on serving. You know, I, I learned that I was never going to get what I wanted until I helped Jordan get what he wanted. Right. You know what I mean? So now, is it was it Jim Rome that said that, or was it Ziggler? I don't it Zig? see that's what happens. They, they get like, him back, and yeah. people are like, "No, that was Zig." But but you know, in the end, it's, I, I learned it from Jim. In the end, it's funny because um, uh, most of Jim Rome's information is biblical, comes out of the yeah. Bible. But he had a way of packaging it so people that are you know have a problem with information coming from the Bible, which I'll never understand. I had a mentor that said he said, "Don't read the Bible for the religion." Read the Bible for the good, useful, practical information. Yeah, it's not just the Bible. It's the Quran. There's so many of these books that were, I mean, you can go back, I don't know how, a thousand years to some of these writings that are more applicable today than they were even back then. Right. And and now we got this whole thing about all this. I'm like, no, man, that information is there. Why are you so putting religion into this podcast yeah. now, man? <laughs> yeah, look at me, like, let's do a little 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 talk on uh, on God here for a little while. Look, I'm the last one that you want preaching. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a a baby in that area, but I do I do understand. You know, it's like, um, and and this is not a, a preach, but in in the Bible, there's a whole passage on, on being positive. Like sure. I can't quote it word for word, but it's basically. You know, whatever is good and whatever is just and whatever is right and, and, and it, it, think on those things, which was already talking about. You want better results? Change the way you think. Yeah. Stop stop picking out, picking out every little problem and everything. You know, it's look for the solution. Look for that silver lining. Definitely. And it's easier to, to get through the day when you're not freaking miserable about everything. I see people just, you know, you like you go to a nightclub today and everybody's hard and they're mad and they help I'm like what's what's the problem man I'm in here right. to dance and celebrate it's you know it's Friday night you know let's yeah. have a good time and 
And then you got that dude that's in the corner just staring. Just waiting it's for like, you to what? just waiting for <laughs> you to bump into him, spill a drink on yeah, him. Right. Like, oh, when they say like like to pick up girls at the club, you're always supposed to look, look like you're having fun with your boys kind of thing. Like yeah. don't even look at them yeah. and have a good time. And it's like the whole time you got that dude staring at you, you know what I mean? It's like what? <laughs> it's like, it's, that's, that's not the it's imagine how long your days have to be. If you spend your whole day just miserable and angry at the world or someone else for something that you could own up on, take your responsibility for, and change. Jordan, it's crazy you said how long your days are. Because when you're busy, the days fly by. No, I, I don't even realize it half the time. Man, I, it's every day. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, where did this day go? I I had 15 things I was supposed to get done. I got two things done. And, right. And it's, and it's night. It's, it's like, like tomorrow, man. I'm going to be like, man, that was a... For as far as tomorrow, I'm gonna to think yeah. back on our podcast. You yeah. know, sitting down, it's gonna feel like a week ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's how I'm like my days just run together now. It's like, but it's in a good way. Yeah, where it's like when you're so and you have that opposite mentality. It's like just think because you're just worrying, just anxious. Oh, and looking at least the stress. And you know, I was talking with uh, uh, Tommy Lister, aka Tiny Debo from the movie Friday. So we we did the show in Hollywood um, yesterday. And it's all the stuff that we're talking about. We're uh, we're putting all these products together, but the the time was flying. You sure. know, it's like we had we had four different appointments set up for that day. You know, entrepreneurs entrepreneurs tend to be very positive too about what we can get done. You know, <laughs> yeah. Way over optimistic of what we can actually get done in a day, and then we found out we only got two things out of the four accomplished that day before I had to get back to the airport. But anyhow, you know, this is this is what it's about, man. It's about you know, creating and becoming, you know, and, 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 and doing. And yeah. most people think they're just going to jump into doing, but you got to become something first. Definitely. And that all starts from thinking. you got to decide what is it that you want to become and then and then lay that thing out, you know, put it all together. And, and you can definitely do before you have that. Well, you got to do the activity. It's, gonna, yeah. it's not going to, I don't want to say take longer because it's going to take long regardless. Yeah. But it's like you're, you just have to know that you're going to fuck up. Yeah. You're going to fail. And not be you afraid know. of it. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's yeah. like either way you're going to fail, though. That's doesn't the thing. Matter. It's like it, it literally doesn't matter. I take that yeah. all back. Yeah. Like no matter where no you matter are what. mentally, you could be the most prepared. No. There's always going to be – anything you prepare yeah. for never ends up how you prepared for. Well, it's, it, yeah. The, no, <laughs> man. Unfortunately, yeah, you're exactly right. This did not go but as you planned. You map it all out to a T and it's like – well, there goes all that. You know, all gone. Like that would go right back to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. Yeah, the the, the plans of men. <laughs> yeah, just it just it never. I don't say never. Most of the time, it doesn't. And sure. we're programmed in school to believe that failure means failure. Like it's ultimate. Like you're done. You know. Right. And and it's really not. You know. You're it, held back. You know, uh, yeah, most of my growth came from <laughs> failure. Most of, my, most of my growth, like I say now, I didn't go through those things. I grew through those things. Exactly. And that's what you got to do. You got to grow through these these challenges. It's all lessons. It is. And and we get so, you know, it's easy though. And I, I've done it where something happens that I didn't expect. The next thing you know, I'm in the fetal position sucking my thumb with tears in my eyes. Like, why me? You know what I mean? It's that's like. That's life. That's life. Say, I'm always man. telling people it's entrepreneurship, but that's regardless of if we've decided to go our own path or yeah. stick to the system, it's the same. You're going to be dealing with that crap either way. You, can't like you might as well get paid well for it then. You might as well. Or you <laughs> might, yeah, or be, be moving towards that for yeah. sure. Because it's in relationships. It's every everything. You know, If you're going to have a good relationship, you're going to have some bad times, period. Right. But if you throw in the towel as soon as there's some bad times, you're never going to have a relationship that, that sticks. For sure. And so and that, you know, that, that really leads to – Another principle in entrepreneurship or in life, it's that whole stick to it. Yeah. You know, 
too many people, they start something, but they're not finishers. And the finishers are the ones, you know, that live in the big houses on the hills. It's the right. ones that, look, they started here. They had all these different setbacks. They thought they were going to go from here to here, and they found out they had to go over here and around this way, and then eventually, you know, made their way back. Right. And, you know, what most people, as soon as, as soon as they get slapped one time, they're they're out. They're done. Right. And, they just uh, get, they're like, man, this wasn't worth it. Yeah, and then they go on to something that's else. Funny. And then that's when people, the other person that's serious about it, just cruises right on by. Then the next person gives up, and they're just still... Yeah. They're just on cruise control, you know, once you get into that mentality. Oof. I told you guys I was bringing the heat with this podcast, man. And I know you got a ton out of that episode. Appreciate my boy John Malat for linking up with me on this. And a lot of love to Build Your Empire, all those guys that are working with that. And that's just one of the many things that this guy has got going on, as you saw in that episode. So let me know what you think. Drop your comments, likes in the bottom below, all that. Subscribe for more if you like the Unframed podcast. And this is a newer podcast, so I need all of you guys' help with this. Go to the podcast, whatever, you know, Spotify, iTunes, that sort of thing. Whatever you guys use to listen to the the podcast, whether it's on YouTube, subscribe, leave a review. Let me know what you think, and we'll just keep on getting better. Have a great rest of your night, guys.